0: live for episode 128 of the wise guys podcast i am your host brendan Capazello. and with me back again is justin ray i got a nice little new setup justin i'm standing now gotta keep the circulation going in my freaking legs and stuff i always see mm-hmm. pat mack if he's doing it justin i always like it you get the energy going you get the things rolling but just missing, some... missing the text missing the tip oh no no no! i don't have the arms for that i don't have the arms for that justin sorry sorry can't be rocking that um <laughs> But we are got a lot of stuff to dive into today justin the nfl world is on fire week three is shortly upon us in less than one hour the giants and the 49ers will be playing thursday night football saquon barkley out andrew thomas out lots of injuries going on trayvon diggs tore his acl he is going to be out for the season we're going to talk about that talk about that a little bit And we're gonna discuss a little bit of a week two that Justin didn't get to be able to discuss with us. But before we dive into all that, Justin, how are you doing this fine Thursday evening, September 21st, 2023?
1: Um, I'm glad you said it. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Happy 21st of September for all of you guys that actually know that song. So uh, I'm I'm doing great, man. Just got out of work. I uh, was hoping that we could have done this this morning, but here we are, uh, a few minutes away from Thursday night football, where we get to see possibly Daniel Jones shock the world on Thursday night. Uh, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm happy to be here, bro. Let's let's do this. Let's talk some ball. Definitely not going to shock the world.
0: <laughs> <sighs> but let's dive right into it, Justin. You weren't here for um the uh, um. Week two reactions on Monday night. I did with JQ. Uh, shout out JQ. So let's let's dive into the week a little bit of a week two's action. Justin, the Bengals have fallen to zero and two on the season. This is their second, third straight season falling to zero and two. Does this zero and two feel different than last season?
1: Oh, it definitely does. And the thing is, you know, since the beginning of the season, or even before that. Uh, I always said my number one team in the AFC North is uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and Baltimore starting off two and zero, Cincinnati starting off zero and two. You know we've had this conversation before, just how different all these sports are in the NFL. Every week matters, and starting off zero and two is not fantastic at all. So, and, and and the thing is, it's not even just them starting off zero and two. You can go zero and two like the Patriots have, and. and have played some solid football games. But the Bengals just don't feel the same. They don't look the same. The same juice isn't out there. Joe Burrow looked horrendous in week one and was OK in week two. We haven't got to see the explosiveness of Jamar Chase and that offense really come together. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a tricky situation right here for, for Cincinnati because you and I sit here. We all believe you say the Browns are, are the best team in the division. Um, And they're now just falling behind the eight ball. The Steelers just got a a big win in prime time on Monday. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the Bengals and I'm looking at their schedule and and who they have next week. Things just don't get easier for them, in my opinion. They don't. You know, the Rams, you may in the preseason, we might have just uh, snuffed them off and said, "Ah, don't worry about it. But they've shown you otherwise in the first two weeks of the season. The Titans have played close football games every every game so far this season. Then you maybe get a break with the Cardinals. Uh, but then things get tougher. So I'm not going to write the Bengals off, but I will tell you one thing, man. Their road to get to the playoffs just got that much more difficult.
0: I mean, 100% it got more uh, difficult. Uh, it, listen, they might have started 0-2 the last couple of seasons, Justin, but you're, you're right when you uh, you mentioned to me this 0-2 start – Feels a little uh, different in my eyes uh, as well as yours, and I think the the biggest concern would be Joe Burrow's calf injury. Right, uh, he rushed back from the calf injury. I spoke about this on Monday, and you, you you'll hear all the the sports pundits talk about this. He rushed back from the calf injury. He he suffered the injury in late July, early August. I'm forgetting the exact date. Uh, missed basically the entire preseason, and then. Um, we we, we, uh, we had the quote from Jamar Chase, right, that said, you know, don't rush back. You know, it, it's all good. We're going to need you down the stretch, right? And Joe Burrow, like I said, rushed himself back. He wanted to be back for his team, his fans, for himself, for for everybody, right? And he's a competitor. He's a gamer. And that's why a lot of people love Joe Shiesty, as I said. But sometimes you got to be, you know, uh, saved from yourself. Uh, sometimes the coaching staff, has to protect the players and I think the smartest decision I know hindsight's 2020 Monday morning quarterback we're doing now but hindsight is you know looking back at it the Bengals should have rested them uh, taking an extra two weeks off now this week coming up in week three they have a Monday night football game so that's an extra uh, day of rest too and you're going into a stretch where Justin I agree the games get a little bit you know are going to be difficult but I would say this is their most winnable stretch I think the next uh three three to four games i forget uh w- when that when that stops right there i can actually pull it up i have the Bengals right here so yeah you got the rams titans cardinals seahawks right so those four games while well, you say yeah i i predicted the rams are going to be back to playoff form they've looked a lot better right titans are i've always said they're going to be a competitive team they're going to steal some games it's in tennessee too arizona that's a wash you're going to be able to win that game seattle it's in cincinnati Seattle is usually not as good of a team on the road. We all know that, but they're still a competitive team. Then you hit Sizzler with the 49ers and Bills, right? Think about if they've rested him the first two weeks, and then he's coming back for the Rams or Titans game. I'd feel a lot more comfortable. He'd be closer to 100%, but now he's less than what he was at the start of the season. And we just saw it with Aaron Rodgers, calf injury. You get a calf injury that puts a lot more strain on your Achilles and that, that can go uh, not praying, not wishing for that, not praying for that at all. Hoping Joe Shiesty is going to be healthy, but he hasn't practiced yet. It looks like he might not play Monday. So, you know, trouble in Cincinnati for me. I'm not, I'm not. And listen, I said this on Monday too, Justin, I said, it's okay if the Bengals have a down season this year, because you're going to usually have a down season. I'm not, it's not a cause for concern. They still got like Joe Burrow said, as long as you got me, everything's going to be cool in Cincinnati. And they got him locked up for a long time. Jamar Chase is most likely going to get locked up. T. Higgins is probably going to be on his way out. But like I said, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be fine as long as they got number eight uh, as their starting quarterback.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing about their 0-2 stretch really comes down to also the fact that their two losses didn't just come against anybody. They came against divisional, you know, rivals. So that just sets them back even more. So it's not like I just lost the game against the Rams on a – on a Sunday afternoon, fine. But now you're making up ground in the division. So that's where it makes it so much tougher. I, I do believe, one, I'm not going to write them off because I just believe Joe Burrow and company are, are too talented for me to write off. But like I said before, and I think you and I are, are, are in in agreement here, just this is a little different hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I'm not. Yeah. They could still come back, bounce back. Joe Burrow is not like I, I mentioned Aaron Rodgers earlier, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not 38, 39 years old. He's in his early twenties, mid twenties. So that body's you know, recovers a little bit more uh, faster in your younger years. All right, Justin, I know this is another thing you probably want to talk about. Hey, your G-man, apparently your G-man, you got so many teams. Just I'm just disgusted by you at some times, just disgusted by you. The New York Football Giants completed a major comeback, being down 21 points at one point, 20 20 to zero at one point as well. To prevent starting 0 and two, Justin, give me your thoughts on the Giants' major comeback against the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Got some real problems, a lot a lot of problems. Listen, if if you start off that way, the way you started off in the first half against the Cardinals, against this 49ers team that they're playing tonight. Uh, The Giants are going to be very, very far beyond the eight ball, almost where you can't come back. So um, there's levels to this, and they just got lucky that they were playing against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think the Giants really need to look themselves in the mirror. You know, there comes a a point in time where, yeah, there's not – still, I'm not going to make excuses for Daniel Jones because when you play poor football, you play poor football. The O-line isn't going to protect you. It's just – it is what it is at this point. We can't keep making excuses. So – They don't have the explosive weapons. The O-line is is very sucky, and we saw it in week one. We saw it in week two. The defense has been shaky, still yet to record a turnover and a sack. So I think they're the only team in the NFL that hasn't done that yet. So I I think the Giants have some major problems. And if the reports are true, I believe uh, Brian Dable took over play calling in the second half. So maybe that changed the absolute game for the New York Giants. But if that's the case then maybe we might see better football out of their offense. And, uh, you know, that second-half Giants team was a completely different team that we saw, you know, from the first six quarters of football. Daniel Jones was playing fantastic, delivering absolute darts. Jalen Hyatt stepped up, made some big plays for them too, which I'm excited to see. I want to see him play a little bit more. Victor Cruz jumped the gun a little bit and compared him to uh, Justin Jefferson. So I wouldn't go that far. But Saquon Barkley had a, a, a monster game. Didn't rush like crazy, but he, you know, he always impacts the game, whether it be with his blocking or his receiving skills. So unfortunately, now he's out. But the Giants have talent. They're just not maximizing it. And it's just a matter of if you protect the quarterback, if you get Daniel Jones enough time so he can go through his first read, his second read, and go through all of his progressions, I think you have a good you have a good chance to succeed or at least keep these games close. But if you're not doing that and you keep on letting that revolving door uh, go through your O line, then you're gonna have more results quite like the first half of that Cardinals game and that Cowboys game in Week One. So, as big as I am a, a fan of, a supporter of what the New York Giants are and what they do, this is you you if you you got to get over that honeymoon phase over last season. This is a new year. Can't rely on what you did last year. So, I'm I'm hoping I'm anticipating them to lose tonight, um, but. I'm hoping that they make it competitive, at least cover the spread. You can't lose by more than 10. I mean, without Saquon Barkley and Andrew Thomas, arguably, not arguably, your two
0: best players on offense, arguably your two best players on your on your team. That's a tough go. Um, yeah, you mentioned their offensive coordinator. didn't know this. Uh, Justin, you want to take a crack? Do you know who the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants is? I'll give it a former quarterback, not not well-known backup quarterback, bounced around a bunch, played in Philly, uh, New England, Jacksonville, uh, Tampa, Minnesota, Tennessee, Cincinnati. A bunch of those teams were just off-season or of practice. Uh, the thing is managers. I'm going to be mad when you say the name because I know the name. Fourth-round uh, pick. Just tell me. Mike, Mike Kafta.
1: There we go, Kafta. Okay. Yeah, you know Kafta. Yeah.
0: All right, yeah. Um, so he did take a, a – you know, he was given um, play calling duty last year. I, I'm, I'm reading uh, after a strong preseason and he continued it. And obviously you just said he saw the report and Brian Dayball took back control of that, did a pretty damn good job, job under Josh. I don't know, Allen, I don't know so. if that's for certain
1: that that happened. Yeah.
0: Well, but, speculation.
1: Right? Allegedly. Yeah, speculation. Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: For me, the Giants, right. I, I think you're, you're fine. You, I, I'm hearing your words, Justin. And the more I'm hearing them, and I think that as the weeks go on, the more you're basically just saying you agree with me, and you think that I'm, you know, I was in the right with 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 the prediction of the Giants. You were having them ten and seven, which I thought was absolutely maddening and insane.
1: They're one and one. Um, are they finishing ten and seven, Justin? I'm sticking with my guns. No, you're not, because you just said last episode
0: that we talked, and I asked you, are they going to finish with the same record as the Cowboys, and you said no.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I I I knocked it down by one. So they're gonna fish nine and eight. I think I said. I think I said either nine eight and, and eight, nine? eight and nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well,
0: you know what? That's still a mid team where where they really, really are. <laughs> Six and eleven, eight and nine. Same. 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 Uh, listen, they're they're having a regret. They're gonna regress. Okay. And I think everybody's gonna come to the realization that Daniel Jones is not that guy, um, and it's no shot at him, but. You're basically going to have to ask yourself at the end of the season: the Giants are, are we closer to Caleb Williams? Actually, they're going to have to ask themselves that question. Kind of now, are we closer to Caleb Williams, or are we closer to Lombardi? I think we can all answer that question
1: honestly and mm-hmm. objectively.
0: Next up, you know, Justin. The thing is,
1: the thing is uh, you know, to touch on that, and uh, that you make a great point there. It's true. You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta ask yourself that question. But it's almost, you know. I go. I, I'm putting my foot in my mouth when I said I don't want to make excuses. But the truth of the matter is, uh, you you surround Daniel Jones with a solid O line. I think you have yourself a damn good quarterback. I don't think you you just have this average Joe. I think Daniel Jones has the potential to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. I just don't think that's well, possible. What What does wait? Hold O-line, on. What, at I this asked.
0: point, at this point in time, what does Pro Bowl mean to you? Because so Bowl, I mean. Nowadays- yeah.
1: Pro Bowl nowadays is diminished, but I'm saying a quarterback on the level of the Kirk Cousins of the world, that he's capable of being as successful as Kirk.
0: I don't see that. I, re- I really don't. I don't see the poise in the pocket from Daniel Jones as, as, a, as a Kirk Cousins. I don't see the accuracy. Because <laughs> he
1: has no pocket. <laughs> All
0: right, well, yeah, but you say that he's got the mobility to move around, but I- I'm just saying I-, I I don't I don't see it. We can't keep. You know, making excuses for for this guy, you gotta evaluate him, and you're gonna have to make, be honest with you. And you've seen more bad tape than you've seen of good tape. That that that's it. That is what it is. Um, next up, Justin, the Denver Broncos, zero to two. Sean Payton
1: showed up. Did he make a mistake? I'm not gonna say. Well, yes, he did make a mistake. Yeah, if you had the opportunity to find a way to to. To go coach the Chargers. I mean, I heard that he wanted to be there, just upper management of, of the Chargers otherwise did not want him. Uh so Yeah, well that's not how, not yeah.
0: that. The 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 reason why he wanted to go to either LA or Dallas. That was the choice. Dallas, Jerry basically didn't want to give up a first round pick for him. And the Chargers were being a cheap team. They didn't want to fire Staley, pay him off, and then pay
1: Sean Payton another ten million mm. per year. So Well, I think it's a mistake on both parts now. So uh, the way we're looking at it, realistically, Sean Payton, as much as it would have been nicer to see him play with Justin Herbert and that dynamic offense over there with with the Chargers, I think he's still in an okay spot. Russ has looked better in the first two weeks of the season than he did last year already. Um, You're playing with a former Super Bowl-winning quarterback that's been in MVP conversations year after year in his days in Seattle. So – it's not a a bad move whatsoever. So, but I just think the Denver Broncos are in a little bit of trouble because one, you play in a tough-ass division. This isn't an easy division, and you and you lost two games at home. You know, so you're supposed to defend your turf, and then you had the lead at one point against Washington. You let a first-year starter and Sam Howell go in there and dice you up completely. And if it wasn't for a miracle heave at the end of the game. You're not that close to winning that football game. You lose by a full touchdown, you know. So, I I, I think uh, that they're in a little bit of trouble. They need to find the ground game. They need to find some consistency from pass catchers. Is Jerry Judy going to step up and be a one? Is he going to be the guy that he was supposed to be? Uh, Marvin Mims had a had a fantastic game against Washington. He he seems to be a good prospect that they got. They just need somebody. They need guys to step up realistically. I want to see Javante Williams tote the rock because that was a guy that everybody was excited about going into last year and then an injury tore his season apart. So uh, they have a lot of questions to be answered. I don't know who they have this week, but uh, I know I did the pick them. I just don't remember off the top of my head who they have. We got the Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins. Yeah, oh, in yeah. Miami. That's a, yeah. that's a tough
0: one. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that pick them uh, in a little yeah. bit. Uh, Denver Broncos, yeah, they're me and JQ had a little bit of a discussion about it. I'm, I'm gobsmacked, dumbfounded um, what's going on in Denver. I, if you look at the stats, the stats tell you the offense is not the problem anymore. Okay? They, uh, I was surprised to hear this. The Denver Broncos offense leads the league in points per possession through two weeks. All right? So that's not the problem right now. The problem is the defense. And like you said, giving up 35 points to Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders while Eric Bieniemy's got them looking good, that's still the Washington Commanders and your, the Denver Broncos defense, which was arguably top five last year. Patrick Sertain, a lot of people think, is the best corner in football, if not in that discussion. It's under Van Joseph. It has completely gone the other way uh, since Vic Vangio left. And, and like I said with JQ on Monday, damn, does it look like this defense needed Rex Ryan? I mean, he even said if, if if I was coaching this defense, this would not be an issue, and I think we can all agree on that. Rex Ryan is a defensive mastermind, the likes we rarely get to see very often. But yeah, I, I um, I it, it's uh, two losses, zero and two, both at home, where you usually don't lose because it's mile high and you defend that. And now you got to go to Miami and that track team of of an offense and your defense is struggling, that's going to be tough. It might be a shootout because the offense for the Broncos is working good and the defense for the Dolphins is not very well. But finally, Justin, we're going to get to this, all right? I'm going to hand it off to you. Justin, give me your three stars of week two.
1: doing now because i feel like this is something uh i don't know if you got the first clip of what i said i think i was muted but i'm super excited to, for this right now uh this will be something that we do for the every week now so i don't think you're doing yours this week you've got next week am i right okay so number one we were just talking about these boys i'm gonna touch on the washington commanders but specifically eric b enemy that man should be a head coach already he has the offense thriving, spreading the ball around to all the playmakers and getting it out quickly to negate pass rush. You know, it's a perfect situation. I have a young starter like Sam Howell thriving. And Bienemy is making life significantly easier. He was dialing up great play calls and was a huge reason why the team came back and won that game. Uh, only two games in, uh, so it may sound like I'm jumping the gun, but Washington's offense has looked much better than they have in years. So Eric Biennemi, shouts out to you. You should be a head coach. I don't know what's what's happening, but I'm anticipating that man's going to be a head coach very, very soon. Number two, I'm going to highlight a player going down to the dirty, dirty in Atlanta. B. John Robinson. Man, oh man, the highlights that I've been seeing of him. There's just one play where he's just juking dudes out of their shoes. He goes 19 rushes for 124 on the ground, four receptions, 48 receiving yards. Uh, didn't get into the end zone, but... A big reason why Atlanta came back and beat Green Bay in that one-point game. I think it was 25-24. Shouts out to Atlanta, who, surprisingly, is 2-0 right now. So, shouts out to Atlanta and what's going on there. So excited to watch Bijan. Ah, man, so mad he's not a Patriot. But, anyways, then my third, and I did not expect this one because I actually picked this team to lose. I'm going to give some love to Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Going into Detroit. Uh, Everybody was hyped up about Detroit, you know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson talking about the ski mask, getting everybody out there wearing their blue skis. Geno Smith and the Seahawks had other plans. Taking Detroit to the brink, Geno throwing for 328, two touchdowns on the road in Detroit, hostile environment. The crowd was loud, pumped up, expecting big things out of the Motor City, and Seattle goes in there and steals a W in overtime shouts out to Gino. shouts out to seattle uh, I'm, I'm done talking shit man your offense is good i'm gonna respect that you guys make plays i won't doubt it whatsoever i gotta give some love to Gino because he's he's showing out he showed out that day those are my three stars of the week
0: three stars of the week and above all else the one guy who should be on that list is one by the name of
1: Baker Mayfield. Uh, honestly, so he he was he he okay. Respect, honorable mention. He was on that list for me. Bucks also starting uh, two and zero. They're uh, a pretty cool team to watch. The connection that Baker and Mike Evans really seem to be having right now. So I'll give uh, Baker his flowers. And I wasn't wrong. I, I mean, I picked the Bears to win that game. Bears were right in there up until Justin Fields' pick six at the end of the game. They were a dr- a touchdown away from winning that game. Bears were in it, and they sucked. The Bears are in the news for horrible shit this never,
0: Yeah, It never worked. We're gonna, we, we, we. Actually, I did, let's, let's, let's talk about that quickly, right? The Chicago Bears are in the news for a lot of things, Justin, and a lot of things that aren't very good, right? Uh, right. First off, you got – their defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, I believe his name is, uh, resigning from the job after a supposed
1: FBI raid. Um, yeah, some I, people are I saying that's not true. I don't know what's true from that story. I'm yeah, not yeah. trying to avoid it. just. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it Bad look, though.
0: Anytime FBI raid and your name are put in the same sentence, that's not a good look at all. <laughs> never good. No, never good. Um, but more, I guess – would be the Justin Fields comments of playing robotic, thinking too much, and basically blaming the coaching. I had a little uh, back and forth. I wouldn't call it a debate, just a a friendly conversation with a couple of people on uh, Twitter about this. And I couldn't believe people actually were defending Justin Fields uh, and what he said. I I was like – and, and I could not believe that people were saying it was taken out of context. I couldn't believe that he even said it himself. Justin Fields said this was taken out of context. And he told the media himself, and it was like, uh, Justin, no. I know the media does that a lot, but this time they did not take that out of context. You specifically said coaching, and then you elaborated on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, so I was just dumbfounded by people actually were defending him. Uh, franchise quarterbacks don't do that. Uh, if, if, if you're, you don't throw your coaches under the bus, franchise quarterbacks say, I gotta, I gotta play better. I gotta do better. I gotta help my team, uh, uh, win more and compete, uh, compete harder. That that's it. Like you don't talk about, he turned that press conference, Justin, into his own personal therapy session. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you doing? airing out this dirty laundry to the media. You don't do that for people. Anybody that says, well, he was asked a question. So he answered the question. Okay. You asked a question you don't have to answer it that way. You can say what I said. It's on me. I'm the quarterback. I take responsibility. I got to play better point blank, period. That's what you do. You don't do what he did. And then people still trying to defend him say, Oh, well he just, you know, said the media took him out of context and he comes back a couple hours later. It's like, no man, guaranteed. Somebody came into his got into his ear after practice and they said, you, you got to take that back right the pr or coaching whatever you got to yeah. take
1: that back and and th- that's just that's just what it is so i don't know what are your thoughts on it listen it, it was a bad look completely i'm trying to find something on twitter right now that i saw i think uh that he made it his mission to go out there and hug his oc luke getsy in practice today and and make sure it was caught on camera and they made it a nice little joke but um I mean, it's, it's a real mess, what's going on in Chicago. And, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Dan Orlovsky and the stuff that he's been talking about on Twitter and on TV, and everything he says is right. Just the way that this guy's processing, you can just tell that he's overthinking. You can tell he's thinking too much on the field. And there's this one play, and even before Dan Orlovsky showed it, I saw it on, on one of the replays where he has a touchdown of a guy going up the seam, and he cocks back. Like he's ready to throw it and just doesn't. And then he pulls back and then he attempts to run up the middle and he's literally just runs into two defensive tackles. And for what? You know, like it, it's unusual the way he processes the game. So, as much as we want to point that coaching to, and while that's a huge part, it's also Justin Fields. And it, it, it's, it's a big reason that, you know, he's an explosive player. And, and I think he. He gets too run happy. He gets excited to use his legs because that's such a dynamic part of his game. But just because you have the legs doesn't mean you always got to use them. You know what I mean? You got the arm. That's the point of the quarterback. Show off that cannon because you have it. But this seems to be a a reoccurring issue with him where, you know, we, we crack at Lamar. A lot of people come at Lamar, used to come at Cam Newton, come at all these mobile quarterbacks about throwing the football. No, he's the one. Justin Fields is the guy that you got to come at for about throwing the football. Yeah. I mean, look at the stats coming about him going up against Patrick Mahomes. I think the highest completion percentage versus the lowest. It's, it's, <laughs> and it's uh, and uh, yeah. it's not close. It's not even close. It's it's horrendous watching him play football this way. He's an exciting player when he's on. And I, and wow. I hope he finds it. I really do hope he finds it because if Lord knows what that Bears offense can be if he does. Because DJ Moore, I think they, they got a soundbite of somebody talking to DJ Moore on the field, and they're like, "Man, they're not using you right." And he's like, "This, you telling me? <laughs> like, yeah, you're telling. Yeah, you're telling. <laughs> like, yeah, I. He listen this 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 whole.
0: I think it's a whole mess in Chicago. I think Chicago is a poorly run franchise. I think they've been a poorly run franchise for a very very long time now. Um. I'm not a believer in Justin Fields. I don't believe he's going to develop as a pocket passer. I understand the athleticism. I understand that that type of skill set, but not everybody is going to be a Cam Newton, a Lamar Jackson, uh, a Michael Vick who never really developed as a, as a great passer. Um, RG3 or Jalen Hurts even uh, more recently, right? Developing that passing ability. I don't think he's going to be end, end up being uh, one of those guys. Uh, I just – the offensive line sucks. They don't really have that many weapons. You get DJ Moore. It
1: hasn't worked out for the first two weeks. You see, but the thing is, I, I believe they have a lot of weapons. I think they have weapons on the offensive side. I think if you gave Mac Jones the receiving core that he has, the receivers, I think Mac Jones looks incredible working with DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and, and, and company. He will look fantastic, because that's explosion. They have explosive guys that can take the ball, take the top off the defense, can make one-on-one plays, can can turn a slant into a touchdown. That he has those guys, but he just does, He just can't get them to the football.
0: Can't get and, them to the football. No, and that and that comes with the with the processing and the developing and uh, reading the fo- uh, the field and just developing as a quarterback. i, I really, I, I everything about what he said really rubbed me the wrong way. that's not how a franchise quarterback talks that's not how a franchise quarterback acts that's not how a high end player talks or acts. I especially a quarterback and, and you're you're basically telling me you're confused out there that's not okay in my book that that's that's the last thing I want from my quarterback is being confused because as a quarterback and I never played it but I know this from listening to people much smarter than me, quarterback has to know what every single person is doing on that football field including the defense they have to know everything all right they have to do pre-snap they have to know where everybody is they have to make sure everybody's lined up everybody's ready to go they have to read the defense as it's staff they have to it's so much more than just throwing the football and, and obviously Justin fields is just not getting it right now um all right so let's get into a little bit more of a down in the dumps, Justin. Speaking of the Bears, which 0-2 team is in the most trouble? We got the Cincinnati Bengals that we talked about. We got the Chicago Bears that we just touched on. We got our New England Patriots. We got the Denver Broncos we touched on, the Arizona Cardinals, not surprised, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Carolina Panthers, the Houston Texans, both first picks uh, back-to-back, one and two, and the Minnesota Vikings. Justin, Which on two team is in the most trouble?
1: I'm going to stay away from uh, the Cincinnati Bengals because I know you and JQ spoke about them um, and we spoke about them a little bit today. So I can go multiple ways with this. I can say Chargers, I can say New England, I can say Minnesota. So realistically, I view them all on the same playing field. So my real answer is all three of them. But uh, to pick on one, I'm going to say the Minnesota Vikings. The team that i was high on going into the season starting off 0 and two uh what should have been a, a give me of a win in week one the way the buccaneers started that game and the way baker mayfield looked in that first half you gave them life you gave them enough time to come back you kept that door open just a little bit and that ruined it you know and then buccaneers come running back and then baker mayfield has a star day bucks win week two Surprised surprised me. I thought the Vikings were going to get absolutely rolled over in Philadelphia, but instead they surprise you, and they they play a good football game as opposed to losing forty to three like they did last year. But they show up here. They had the game a lot, and they threw it away quite literally. Justin Jefferson quite literally threw the ball away in the end zone, and boom. You know, they had a fantastic game plan against this Philadelphia Eagles team, but now it gets concerning because now you have the Chargers. Both two teams. Somebody's going to break their you know losing streak somebody's going to do it both offenses have looked pretty solid up to up to up to this point defenses haven't been looking fantastic uh they're both fighting for it but i think the vikings are in some big trouble because i think green bay is a better team than they initially expected you know and then detroit is very good too so what went from this is minnesota's division to lose you know here they are 0-2 looking at a 0-3 slate right now
0: yeah, uh, I love that matchup that we're going to talk about a little bit more. The Chargers-Vikings, the o- both 0-2 teams. The rubber has to meet the road in that game. Uh, or they end in a tie, and then you know we continue this streak, right? <laughs> um, uh, before I, I give my uh, my pick, uh, anybody who's watching this video at this point, please, if you uh, like this content, please give it a thumbs up. It's not that hard. Just press the thumbs up on it. We really, really appreciate it. We love it, and we love you if you do it. And who doesn't love love share the content on social media with your friends and family um subscribe if you are new helps us out we want to thank the couple of new subscribers for the wise guys podcast and the wise guys shorts channel go check that out links are in the description for that and comment along with us and tell you uh tell us how you feel about uh the certain topics as we go through the
1: list but as for me which Owen two teams um, in the most- real quick one last point that i want to make on the vikings and let you roll Last year, the Vikings were one of the best teams, if not the best team regular season-wise in one-score games. And here they are. They've lost their first two in one-score games. So that can just goes to show to tell you this is, this is much more tougher 100%. than last season. 100%.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, which 0-2 team is in the most trouble to me? I don't think it's the Bengals. The Bears are the Bears. I wasn't expecting them. I think it's the Los Angeles Chargers and I think it's the Los Angeles Chargers because they should have been competing for the divisional crown with the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs for the last two years, to be honest with you. And they have done nothing but honestly shit the bed. Uh, Brendan Staley in particular, in my opinion. I hate that I'm, I'm honestly piling on Brennan Staley, but this is the truth and the truth has to be spoken. And the truth hurts sometimes. He is – he was brought in on his merits as a defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, which he was only ranked 16th uh, when he was hired. So I don't know how that works, but okay. He comes into Los Angeles. He's got an offense that is prolific with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. And at the time Hunter uh, Henry was the tight end. The offensive line is okay. It's getting better. You got Rashawn Slater. And when he's healthy, look at the stats. He's healthy. Now he's already the best left tackle in the game. I know Trent Williams is out there, but He's right up there with him. And you got Justin Herbert, this young quarterback with all the talent in the world. And then you, you know, you're brought in defensive merits and you got a defense that's got. Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. You bring in J.C. Jackson last year. You bring in Khalil Mack. I mean, you you go through that list, Justin, and you go, those are all game changers and playmakers and this defense can't stop a goddamn nosebleed. I mean, you 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 pick off Trevor Lawrence four times in the wild card last year in the first half. You go up 27 to 0 and you blow that lead. Then the next these last two weeks you have given up, I believe it's 60, 61 points in the first two games and the offense has suffered zero turnovers. Zero. So it's not the offense's fault. For, they're not turning the ball over. And this defense can't do anything. You surrender a game to Ryan Tannehill? I I don't get it. I I believe Brandon Saley should have been let go after that debacle last season in Jacksonville. I think they made a mistake not wanting to pay him off and bringing Sean Payton in. And I believe Brandon's. I don't believe Brandon Staley should be fired before season's end. I don't think he should be fired after if he loses to Minnesota or midway through the season or at any point through the season. I don't really like doing that unless you're like a gonna be a two and fourteen team, which I don't believe the Chargers are going to be. But I do believe Brandon Staley is going to be let go at season's end. Um, and what what happens next, that's where I get a little bit foggy. Is Kellen Moore upgraded to the head coach i'm not a big fan of kellen moore as a head coach oc he's good he can uh, help develop a quarterback and make it very prolific but as a head coach i don't believe it and now you bring in a head coach let's say you bring in a jim harbaugh which i think would be absolutely perfect for this job too you think he's gonna want to keep kellen moore around no so now you're gonna have to pay him off now you're gonna have to pay off brandon staley kellen moore and pay jim harbaugh that's a pretty freaking penny when if you you could have just just gotten rid of all of that mess, got rid of Brandon Saley at the end of the season last year, hired Sean Payton, and now you'd probably be in a much better state. Now you're not. I don't I don't understand what's going on. So Chargers are For, the
1: most trouble. Forget that. I mean, we uh, my star of the week, my number one was Eric Bieniemy. Imagine tra- signing him to be your head coach to go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs twice a year. You know. And now I get it, offense is really never the problem for this team. It's usually falling on the defensive end or or something. But yeah, but you bro. usually
0: want when you have a, a quarterback like Justin Herbert, Justin, you usually want to pair him with offensive mind, right?
1: Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. You
0: can get a Rex Ryan or a Bill Belichick, which you're not. So you mm-hmm. go out and you've got two options last year. Two options in the offseason. A guy who's going to use, hopefully, his his, his, his uh, resume and his career is not diminished with his time in Denver because it, it quite literally could be his Hall of Fame career could be on on borrowed time if it, if it goes even rockier in Denver. Guy Sean Payton, you got Jim Harbaugh looking to come back to the NFL. You're the Los Angeles Chargers. You play in SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, big time Hollywood, La La Land. Make the moves. You see what the Rams did. Now they sell their soul for that Super Bowl win. Yeah, but guess what? They can forever call themselves Super Bowl champions now. Los Angeles Chargers, what the fuck have you done? Like I said on Monday. What have you done? You've done nothing but blow a 27 to 0 lead and make the playoffs once with this roster. Once. That's what you've done. And now you're 0-2. Uh, uh, the, the, the thing Sean Payne, is... Sorry, just a, guaranteed if Champagne or Jim Harbaugh are your head coach, you're probably more likely 2-0 than you are 0-2.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that hundred percent. And you know what? I, I think you, you know, you said you, you can't see Brandon Staley being fired in the middle of the season. If this tra- train continues to go down, it, I think it is going to happen. I think Alan Moore will be elevated as a head coach because one, I think he's due. He's due for that mm-hmm. job. He's done a fantastic mm-hmm. job with Dallas as an OC. Uh, and I mean, not so much in the postseason, but he's shown it in the regular season. So I, I really do believe that he'll probably get that job, but, Looking at the defense, you said Brandon Staley's that defensive-minded head coach. Bro, Ryan Tannehill dotted you up. He only had four incompletions all game, 20 or 24. Traylon Burks, all you had to do was play. I, I was watching the game, play-action pass to start a drive. Bomb down to the field, 70-yard bomb to Traylon Burks, setting the, the Titans up for a touchdown. And then once that happened, it was just downhill from there. Yep. So it's just it's a tough one, man. Because realistically, if your defense has looked like that in the first two weeks, and now you got the Vikings offense that has been pretty good, Kirk Cousins has been throwing for 300 plus yards in each game. You got Justin Jefferson and, and and T.J. Hawkinson coming at you now. That's a problem. Yep. That is a problem. Yep. If this Chargers team starts 0 three, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, you'll start hearing stuff. Because then you got the Raiders, and I guarantee you, you and I are in agreement here. If the Dallas Cowboys are healthy, I don't care. Even even with Trayvon Diggs out, Chargers are not beating the Cowboys. No. They're not beating the Cowboys. And the Raiders can play a good game against the Chargers. It's a divisional It's a divisional matchup. So you you don't even know. We might be looking at at this this Chargers season right now, and they're 0-5. It's quite possible. And and I know it sounds crazy to say, but that is a real possibility. They might be 0-5.
0: And listen, he and, and they're and I didn't say I don't think it could happen. I just said if I was the owner or the GM of the Chargers, I wouldn't do it because I'm not a fan of firing a head coach uh, in the middle of the season unless, like I said, you're going to be two and fourteen or something like that. Which I I think they're going to probably be more likely a seven, eight, maybe nine win team. Um, hey man, they can go yeah, win I,
1: six too. I just saw the Chiefs are after the Cowboys.
0: Well, yeah, they still have to play the Chiefs twice. <laughs> they still have to pay. Yeah play the uh, the Broncos twice, if I'm not mistaken, and then the Raiders twice. So those are, you know, offenses that can put up points and their divisional opponents. So the Chargers are not looking good. That is my team is in the most trouble, uh, which 0-2 team is in the most trouble, trouble? the Los Angeles Chargers, because I think that they are literally like that little uh, knife that uh, Thanos gave Gamora. It's literally bouncing and, and it's, it's starting to teeter the other way and, and – if they fire Brandon City in the middle of the season, it's just it's, – it's an even worse look because it's like you should have just did it in the offseason and you would have had a much better shot this season with the Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. I just – I honestly feel bad for the Los Angeles Chargers fans, if there's any, because I know they didn't even want to leave San Diego in the first place. Um, all right, next up, Justin. Let's quickly give our top five teams in the NFL our power rankings, Justin.
1: Cool. I I love this. We've had uh, some success with our Instagram reels on this in the past. Us talking about our top five ranking. So I, I kind of missed this, man. All right. My my top five is a little wonky. Five. You know, it's only start from five. Start from five. Okay. Start so it's five. a little wonky. Uh, it's only week three, so obviously things are subject to change. So don't crucify me for anything that you hear right now. My number five. My top five teams here. I'm gonna start at five. I got the Miami Dolphins sliding in at five. I know some people might be saying, okay, so I wonder who's really in the in the top four now. If you got the Dolphins starting in at five, I think that offense is absolutely ridiculous. Watching what they did against the New England Patriots, just how quick Tool was getting the ball out of his hand, hitting his targets, super accurate. He had one missed downfield where Christian Gonzalez got his first NFL career pick, but For the most part, Tua has looked very poised in the pocket, making the smart decisions. And that's really the X factor for Miami. We know Tyree Kill's going to show up. You know Jalen Waddle's going to show up. Is Tua going to show up? And you know what? And they showed more than that. Raheem Moster showed up too. So I think we got a lot to be afraid of about that dynamite offense in Miami. I think they'll probably end the season as the best offense in football. So I'm going to take Miami at number five. I was high on them last year, even higher on them this year. Number four, I have the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I know they haven't looked, you know, like world beaters over the first two weeks of the season. You thought they would have probably knocked the Patriots off by a lot more on, on the first game of the season, but they didn't. Still got a W. Play Minnesota, close game, neck and neck. Still got a W. When somebody bottles up Jalen Hurts, all you have to do is hand the ball off to anybody in that backfield, and they're going to go. I think they had like 250 yards on the ground in week two. It's ridiculous. Number three, your boys. I'm going to Dallas, going with the Cowboys at number three. I know you're probably wondering who the hell could be above them. But, yeah, Dallas at number three. I think that defense is frightening. Micah Parsons and T.J. Watt are neck and neck right now. I think it's it's just a two-horse race to me when it comes to defensive player of the year. I think the Cowboys are going to be elite. I'm waiting to see more out of their offense. They took a di- a big, big blow losing Trayvon Diggs today, unfortunately, but I still believe the Cowboys are a good enough team that they might be hovering around that top five level for quite some time. Number two, I said it in the free season, and I'm saying it now, I think the best team in the AFC resides in Baltimore. Best team in the AFC resides in Baltimore, and Lamar Jackson is showing you that. He showed you it in week two. This Ravens team is scary and lick out because they're not looking now for just a divisional crown they're eyeing a Super Bowl crown they might be representing your AFC in the Super Bowl this year number one I've been riding with them since last year I got a San Francisco shirt on my on my chest right now I'm gonna go with the San Francisco 49ers and I'll be honest with you it's not close it is not close I think this team is absolutely scary. What they did in week one to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who people went into it thinking, yo, Mike Tomlin's going to have these boys revving to go, ready, pumping their engines. Did not happen. Week two, they have a tight game against the Rams. Ultimately, they step up later in the game, and, and they play like their regular selves and get the W. I think Brock Purdy is undefeated now in the regular season for his career. I think he's 7-0. and He keeps on winning. I think the 49ers are just going to continue that. They're my number one team. My honorable mentions, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're going to be back in this top five eventually. Somebody's going to have to fall out of there. But as of today, September 21st, I got the Dolphins five, Eagles four, Cowboys three, Ravens two, and the San Francisco 49ers are my number one team in the NFL.
0: Solid list, solid list.
1: It was tough leaving the chiefs off maybe just because all this confidence that I have in Kansas city, my homeboy, my homeboy. Yeah. Yeah. Really?
0: So for Brandon's top five teams in the NFL currently right now at number five, Justin, I have your Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson looked pretty damn good uh, against Cincinnati. Uh, after a week one that was kind of a little a little rocky, a little rocky against Houston, but again, you know, not playing a lot of preseason football, get a little rusty. Come back takes a couple weeks to get ready. So I got the Baltimore Ravens at number five. The offense is uh, hopefully Odell is. Uh, it, it sounds like he's going to be back. It's nothing serious. I just feel so bad for him. He can't stay healthy. Zay Flowers is looking pretty good. He's still got Mark Andrews, top four tight end in the league. Uh, running back doesn't matter who they put in the backfield. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. Freaking me or you, they're they're gonna get good yardage out of it, right? They've got a solid offensive line. Their defense is is always gonna come with the with the ferocity and a, and a force, because uh, they're just the Some teams, the Baltimore Ravens and the Steelers are always just gonna have really good to great defenses. They just are, and they're playing without uh, their best corner in Marlon Humphreys right now. So I got the Baltimore. Ra- and respect to Mr. John Harbaugh, uh, elite uh, head coach in this league. Just in number four, I do have the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey, who is back, and Chris Jones for that matter. Listen, am I worried about the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit? Yeah, I am. Their tackles have not been playing well at all. They just had to plug in their backup right tackle after giving their starter a five-year, I don't even know how much money guaranteed. They, got to, they had to bench him because of how many penalties he was getting. they also Orlando Brown in the offseason. Obviously, he's in Cincinnati now. Besides Travis Kelsey, they've got really nothing. Now Patrick Mahomes can make chicken salad out of chicken shit, and especially with Andy Reid calling the offensive plays, um, they, can, they can decide some things, right? But it's going to catch up to you eventually. And I think it, it will this season. And I think the KC Chiefs are going to have a little bit of a down season. But for right now, they are my fourth team in the NFL because of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey coming back with Chris Jones, who is arguably uh, – not arguably, he's a top five defensive player in the league right now. That's how much he impacts the game. And I think you all saw it uh, last Sunday. Number three, Justin, I have the reigning defending NFC champions – the Philadelphia Eagles, 2-0 right now. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, had, a, had a had a go at it with the Minnesota Vikings, right, on Thursday night football, playing without Bradbury, their uh, second-best cornerback. Uh, they were able to hold on to that game. Justin Fields oh, Field, – Jalen Hurts has kind of hinted at to, uh, towards people that are close to him that his shoulder isn't 100% healthy still. Uh, so that could explain some of the uh, uh, inaccuracies and, and struggles that he's had this season to start. A.J. Brown was obviously not happy uh, on the sideline against the Minnesota Vikings, but they're still an elite defense. They're still a very elite offense. They've got arguably the best – they've got one of the best O-lines in football. They've got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. They've got Dallas Goddard. They've got DeAndre uh, Swift who – DeAndre, right? His first name is DeAndre, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, They've got uh, DeAndre Swift who had a monster game against the minnesota vikings and jalen hurts is still your uh, your quarterback and you got nick sirianni um so i got the philadelphia eagles as my number three team number two justin i'm not liking what these people are doing right the number two team in the nfl is the san francisco 49ers all right they've got a great team nobody is taking that away from them they've got after today's news, the Trayvon Diggs injury, they now have the best defense in the NFL. It's back to the 49ers. They've got an elite offensive line on the left side. Right side is kind of taking a little bit of a hit after losing McGlinchke. I think that's his name uh, to the Denver Broncos. Still got CMC who's showing that he's still a top five back in this league. You got Debo Samuel, the best uh, um, yak receiver in the league. Brandon Ayuk, who's playing outstanding football. He's going to be out this week, but he's playing outstanding football. you got George Kittle, the second-best tight end in all of football. And Brock Purdy is playing, still playing at a very high level for this team. So I got the San Francisco 49ers as the number two team, Justin. No disrespect, but the number one team is and should be the Dallas freaking Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have not – listen, they've played subpar teams, all right, but – They've dealt with them handedly, handedly. Justin, I'm looking at it right now. Their point differential is plus 60, plus 60. They are once again the leaders in the turnover ratio and takeaways and giveaways. They've led the league last two years in the NFL, and they're on their way to leading it again probably for this season, third straight season. The Dallas Cowboys are playing outstanding football. That defense before the Trayvon Diggs injury was the best in the NFL. Now it has slid down to two or three. Losing Trayvon Diggs. That offense is playing very well right now. Dak Prescott is playing mistake-free football. Uh, they're, they're running the ball a lot with Tony Pollard. I'm liking that. They're not having to do a lot on offense yet. They're not having to show what they can do on offense except for Mr. C.D. Lamb who played just in. This dude was out of control against the, the the New York Jets who was supposed to have a historically great defense if you talk to D.J. Reed. That ain't the case, because CeeDee Lamb ate y'all asses up. Um, but I have the Dallas Cowboys as the best team in the in football right now. Is that probably going to change this week with Trayvon Diggs' injury? Yes, 100%. But for right now, my top five teams in the NFL are five, the Baltimore Ravens, four, the Kansas City Chiefs, three, the Philadelphia Eagles, two, the San Francisco 49ers, and number one, the Dallas Cowboys, Justin. That's my top five teams.
1: You, you know, the, I, I'd say one of the biggest – my biggest gripes with the the Cowboys hype is, you know, you mentioned the the mediocre schedule. So we'll talk about that. Obviously, Giants come into the season with high expectations. Uh, week one's the biggest uh, – what's, what's what we say? The week one's the biggest toss-up, toss-up. In, in sports. So it, it's one of the biggest toss-ups. You don't know. You really get to see what some teams are about. We saw it right away. Giants don't got it on the offensive line dallas exposed them immediately week two going up against the jets team where no aaron Rodgers. and i'll be honest with you uh the way the dallas cowboy defense played and but the way the o-line of the jets even played i don't think aaron Rodgers wins that game either i think dallas was just absolutely on, on fire and just world beaters at the moment but they're just beating up on teams that really they're supposed to at this point these are these are guys you know little kids at the at the lunch table that the bully just picks on and then you got another one in Arizona that you're going up against and then week four you got New England and, and those are our guys too but our o line I don't know if they're capable of of even containing that Madman and Micah Parsons so we went up against Dallas I think a year or two ago and and we almost took him to the brink before Mac do a pick but uh realistically, they're they're playing up against little kids at a playground at the moment. You know, they haven't really been actually tested. And I don't know, I gotta pull up their schedule because I, I gotta see when's their first true test. Obviously, New England won't be a walk in the park because you still gotta deal with Bill Belichick oh, yeah. and that defense. Yeah. But I think after that, field. okay, so week five, San Francisco. There you go, yeah. That's, Sunday that's right. night in San Francisco. Yep. So that's your real test. And that. and then then you got the Chargers. Then you got the, I believe, the Rams. And then, then you got a big one against Philadelphia. So yeah,
0: so they're going to be well, really listen, that's week just five how, is their real test. Yeah, that, that's just how the schedule played out. They got three yeah, easy games, and, and, and week and week two wasn't supposed to be an easy game. You know, Aaron Rodgers was supposed yeah, it to wasn't. play. That just happened. Well, then again, the nor it nor was week one. Yeah. No, no. Um yeah. So yeah, but but well, I will say about those covers, and I hear you with the week schedule, but. If it was a uh, if it were close games, Justin, I'd hear you a lot more. But they're dominating, and that's what they're supposed to be doing. Bad teams, you're supposed to dominate when you're a great team, and that's what the Dallas Cowboys have done. And I think they're going to do it again against the Arizona Cardinals, even though they don't have uh, Trayvon Diggs, which I've just
1: it it, 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 it gives me my mood. It gives me college vibes. It's like uh, watching the spread for a college game, minus 23 and a half for a team, or minus minus 32 and a half. That's how I feel when I'm watching these Cowboys games against these guys. So against Arizona, I don't know what the spread is, but what is the spread for Arizona? Okay, we're we're going to get to
0: that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, it's like Alabama playing Alabama, Tuscan, or or Mississippi, Northern State, or whatever the fuck some of
1: those – uh, even Alabama are. right now doesn't look that. Yeah, fantastic. Not so good. What's going on, Nick
0: Saban, Saint Nick? Come on, man! What's going on? Um, all right. Speaking of uh them, let's get into it, Justin. Yes, oh, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. Thursday night football, which I believe is kicking off, or it has kicked off officially. Um, so Did it? let's let's yeah. I'm, I'm looking. What, at it right is now. it on Amazon? It's on Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta make sure you're on Prime. Anything video. else? Um, is it on anything else? No, Prime video. You don't have Prime? No, I, thought, I thought it
1: was on NFL Network. So I got to get my remote to put that on.
0: I don't think it's on NFL Network. I think it's just on Prime now exclusively. Um, but All I right, think we so both agree. I'm actually going to start the
1: game off. Okay.
0: Um, but I think, in Justin's probably in, in, in agreement with me, the San Francisco 49ers are probably going to win and win big. Right, um, Justin, you
1: agree the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this game? I got San Francisco. Uh, the spread, I believe, was minus 10 and a half. I'm going to oh I'm gonna take a risk and I'm gonna say the Giants keep it. They're gonna, you know, go by the spread. I take the Giants plus ten and a half, but I got San Francisco okay. winning that game. Yeah, San Francisco winning. Yeah.
0: All right. Next up, uh, we got the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets. The Patriots, I believe, have won 14 straight against the New York Jets. No Aaron Rodgers. It's Zachary Wilson playing. Uh Justin, who you got? Marcus Jones just got put on uh, IR for the season. He tore his labrum, which uh,
1: absolutely sucks. That's hard. An absolute blow. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I had these two teams splitting, and I'm going to keep it that way. I think the Jets get their first win against New England in a long time.
0: Don't say I that with the,
1: pride. <laughs> I think
0: the New England Patriots are going to get the job done. Uh, I think I, I cannot see, Justin, uh, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick team starting off 0-3. Uh, and especially when this must-win game is against the New York Jets. Um, so I got the Patriots winning this game, a close game. It's going to be a defensive game, but Mac Jones has looked very, very good uh, through the first two weeks. Um, the offense is looking a lot more polished and better. It's just week two, honestly, both weeks were winnable, Justin, both games that we played yeah. the Patriots. Um, and we honestly should have won if uh, just a couple of balls bounce our way. Week two, it was just about finishing drives. We couldn't finish drives. Uh, we could move the yeah, ball absolutely. just fine. We just couldn't finish drives at all. Um, and, and we were missing three of our uh, four cornerbacks. It was literally Gonzalez mm-hmm. out there. It was playing outstanding, but we were missing Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, and Jonathan Jones. You, going against that track meet, uh, we did as good as you could ask any other team to do without three of our starting corner, uh, four starting cornerbacks. Next up, the Baltimore Ravens head. The Baltimore Ravens stay in Baltimore and take on the Indianapolis Colts. Ravens are two and zero. Baltimore is favored by minus eight and a half. Justin, who you got?
1: I'm taking Baltimore. You know I'm running with them for a while, so don't expect me to pick a game against them for a little while.
0: Yeah, I think this one is a pretty easy one. Indianapolis is not that uh, team. Anthony Richardson might not play due to a concussion. Prayers out to him. Uh, so I got Baltimore winning this game. Pretty painful. shout out if I got to Minshew.
1: Minshew actually played some good
0: football. Yeah, well, Minshew comes in there. Minshew does Minshew magic type shit, Justin. That's that's what he does, man, and and you got to believe in that stuff. uh, It's going to run out against the Baltimore Ravens. Next up, we got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have fallen on the hard times. My prediction, Justin, I'm going to say it now, my prediction of the Cleveland Browns being the best team in the AFC is dead. It's dead. Uh, Nick Chubb is gone. Uh, Jack Conklin is gone. You lose – arguably the best right tackle in the game in week one, and you lose arguably the best running back in the game in week two, back-to-back weeks, you are in for trouble. Um, they signed Kareem Hunt. That kid Jerome Ford actually looked pretty damn good, especially that one rub uh, run. where And Deshaun Watson uh, gave him pretty good uh, block, 69 yards, o- almost a touchdown, almost. Minka Fitzpatrick was able to get that shoelace on him. <laughs> it's just and Denzel Ward uh, went out in the middle of that game too. It's just it, injuries – are attacking this Cleveland Browns team, and I they can't afford it. The Tennessee Titans are a tough team. But I will say the Cleveland Browns are going to be able to win this game. It's going to be a very close game, but I think the Browns are going to be able to win this game because I'm not a big believer in uh, Ryan Tannehill. So give me the Cleveland
1: Browns. Uh, it's, it's, it's week three. It's a home game for Cleveland, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, Deshaun Watson still, you could see flashes on some plays. I'm not as optimistic. I'm, I've, I haven't been as high as him uh, on him as you have been over, over the last season. So uh, I'm actually going to roll with Tennessee on this, getting a big win on the road. They played close games both in week one. They probably should have beaten the Saints if Ryan Tannehill didn't throw three, four picks to the other team. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nick Folk wasn't responsible for all their points. In week two, they got a big win against the Chargers, coming back, winning that game, making some big throws. If Tannehill's playing efficient and not giving the ball away, Tennessee will win games. So I'm going to take Tennessee.
0: Yeah, not not a bad pick. Tennessee Titans are, are a live one to win that game. Um, definitely not a lock for Cleveland at all. I'm not very confident. in it. I just think in Cleveland they can get the job done. Next up, we got the Denver Broncos going to Miami, Justin. Miami is favored by six and a half. That track meet team going against a struggling Denver Broncos defense is going to be a tough one. Teron Armstead has still yet to play for the uh, Miami Dolphins. They're starting left tackle, All-Pro, and Jalen Waddell is questionable. Justin, who you got?
1: Uh, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout, but I think Miami and Miami is going to have the success. I'm going to take Miami. Uh, I think it's going to, like I said, it's going to be a shootout. It'll be a close one.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's going to be a shootout. Um, Miami's offense, obviously highly prolific. Denver's defense has not shown up at all. Denver's offense is actually looking pretty good. Um, uh, What's his name, Justin, uh, the young kid, Jr., Mims, Jr.? His first name, Marvin? Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims, Jr. I keep calling him Denzel. Marvin Mims, Jr. Uh, had a great play. Uh, big big bomb, 60-yarder for a touchdown from Russ. Jerry Judy, hopefully he can get back on track from that hamstring injury. Cortland, Sutlin, Cortland Sutton has had a couple of solid games. Uh, but Miami is going to uh, win this game. But I do believe mm-hmm. it's going to be a shootout. I think they could actually probably cover that six-and-a-half spread. I, I don't think the Miami Dolphins are just going to blow them out of the water. I agree. Yeah. Next up, we've got the Buffalo Bills headed to Washington to take on the Commanders, who are 2-0. and oh, But Buffalo is favored by six points. Justin, you rolling with your boys?
1: I'm rolling with my boys, man. Uh, listen, week two, I expected the Raiders to actually cover the spread and keep it a little close. But just Buffalo was just too much to handle. Josh Allen was making plays when he needed to. And, and really, I know it's, it's hard to count on him not turning the ball over. And I know that's the criticism behind it. But when he doesn't turn the ball over, this Buffalo team is almost unstoppable on the offensive side. I'm going to take Buffalo here. I think Josh Allen continues that, that role. Yeah,
0: I think Buffalo is going to win this game. Um, I think the, the rhetoric behind Josh Allen for the first two weeks or the, after the first week was a little bit – listen, I'm not very high on Josh Allen, obviously, but – I. He's a top 10 quarterback. He's got elite talent, right? He's just a very turnover prone quarterback. I mm-hmm. think the whole, uh, can you trust Josh Allen? I mean, Stephen A. saying he'll tr- he trusts to a tongue of I low over Josh Allen to me is just absolutely gobsmacking. I'll take a guy who will turn the ball over, over a guy who I don't know if he's going to be there if he gets one hit. Um, but yeah, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills should be able to win this game, get back on track. And I still think that they're they're the favorites to win the AFC East. People are just counting them out. They're going under the radar, which is actually kind of good for them. Listen, fly under the radar, not much pressure, all the pressure. Put that on Miami. Put that pressure on Miami. Let Buffalo and Josh Allen just stay under the radar. Next up, you got the Atlanta Falcons headed to Detroit. Detroit is favored by uh, three points, Justin. But the Falcons head into that game 3-0. and Is landing going to keep the hot streak going?
1: <sighs> Honestly? I'm taking Atlanta. I'm taking wow. Atlanta. And it's it's a ballsy one. I think Atlanta's defense is playing very well right now. They're playing good football. And if they can keep this game close, I think this is this can be Atlanta's game for the taking. I think Bijan has another big game. I want to see Desmond Ritter get Drake London and Kyle Pitts feed those dynamic weapons to football more. I think Atlanta's going to find a way to to get this W. I really do believe so. Upset. Um,
0: um, no. I... Uh, I think with the loss that they had against Seattle, I think Detroit's going to come out here and and play uh, the inspired football. The streak has ended for uh, Jared Goff, uh, the interception streak, so that is a weight off Mm -hmm. of his shoulders now. He doesn't have to think about that anymore or people ask him questions about that anymore. Uh, What does suck is C.J. Gardner-Johnson is on IR now. Uh, That's terrible for them, especially that defense. While played great in week one, I always thought that's still their weak point right there. And Garner Johnson was a major addition to that defense, which was really going to help. And it's a it has a lack of stars on there. And losing him is just uh, suffering it even more. Um, David Montgomery is most likely not going to play. That's good for me because Jameer Gibbs is going to Jame- get a lot more touches. And I'm hoping Jameer Gibbs finally get Because they keep freaking teasing me, Justin, saying, ah, we're going to give it to him now. We're going to give it to him now. All right, well, listen, every time I see this kid with the ball in his hands, all I know is good things happen. So I just need this kid to have the ball in his hands more. And I think things are gonna happen. I think Bajan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Justin, these guys are gonna make the uh the Detroit Lions and Atlanta Falcons look like very good teams for drafting them both in the first round. Um so I got yeah, I got the Detroit Lions uh take care of business at home and going to two uh two and one and the Atlanta Falcons are a fraudulent two and o team. We all know that. Their defense is playing outstanding football, though. AJ Terrell is balling out, he's a he's an elite cornerback in this league. Next up, lockdown. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints, another 2-0 to three 2-0 teams in the NFC South. Who would have thunk it? The New Orleans Saints, 2-0, are headed to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers are, are favored by minus one and a half. Justin, who do we got?
1: Jordan Love has played good football. I think he has six touchdowns and no inter- interceptions over the first two weeks of the season. Is uh, playing efficient football. I'm going to actually go Green Bay because they're home. I think they they defend their home turf. I think the spread is only two and a half uh, on on Green Bay's end. One and a half. So it's a pick. I'm going to take Green Bay. Yeah,
0: I'm going to agree with you. And and by the way, way, New
1: Orleans did not look great on Monday night. They did not look great against Carroll. No, no, they did. Their defense
0: did. Their defense Mm -hmm. did, uh, besides the end, which they really just played prevent defense, and that's why uh, Young was able to drive down the field. But – like I said, I told you, New Orleans is a team where usually when you take them out that dome, they struggle a little bit. And, um, it, it, it it's it's a tr- it's a real thing mm-hmm. for these New Orleans and these uh, Atlanta teams. that they, they Seattle, they struggle a little bit, and I think that they're going to struggle again. The Green Bay Packers got a very good defense. Jair Alexander, what I say, he's top five cornerback in this league. The defense is playing really good football. Jordan Love is playing pretty damn good football. Christian Watson hasn't even played yet, but that Reed kid is balling. Dobbs is doing his thing aaron jones maybe he's going to be back he's still got dylan yeah one of the best lines in the nfc listen the packers are doing the thing i do think the packers take care of business in green bay and get the job done next up justin we got the houston texans 0 and two headed to Jacksonville to take on the jaguars who didn't look all too impressive against the kansas city chiefs the jags are favored by minus eight and a half who you got
1: Listen, I don't even know if Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown this past week. So I'm going to go with the the Jaguars here. I think the Jaguars need a win in a big way, not just a a squeak of a win. No, they need to break the doors off of this Houston team. And I think Houston is not even a bad group. I think they got some nice little players that they got over there. But I'm going to take Jacksonville, and I'm going to take them big. I don't know what the spread is like for that game, but I'm going to take Jacksonville. and the Minus eight and a half. Yeah, and I'm going to take that. You're going to
0: take it. Uh, yeah, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they cover and I think they dominate the Houston Texans to take care of business at home in Jacksonville. Um, next up, we got the Los Angeles Chargers. Here's the game, Justin. The big one. Two 0 2 teams. Uh, in Minnesota, the Vikings taking on the Chargers. Minnesota's only favored
1: by one point. It's basically a pick We got somebody's got to get a win, right? If this finishes in a tie, Brandon, I'm taking I'm taking the next couple of episodes off just because I'm just like <laughs> I'm just gonna be so confused at the state of the universe after that. Uh, I'm gonna take Minnesota here. Minnesota's at home. They've been so close to these victories. I feel like you know last season they were such a good good team in these one score games. I think they'll get back to that. They Minnesota gets a win in a close one. Uh, it's gonna really come down to which quarterback is gonna turn the football over more.
0: Yeah, listen, I think while we've talked about the Chargers have the talent on the defense, the defense doesn't play like it has that talent, and the Minnesota Vikings defense is just not existent. It's not very good. So this is going to be an offensive game. It's probably going to be a shootout. I'd love to pick the Chargers, but I'm not going to pick the Chargers. I'm going to take the Vikings because they're in Minnesota, and I just don't believe in the Chargers. I I really don't. I think they're going to end up messing it up. Uh, Next up. We've got the Carolina Panthers 0-2. Bryce Young is most likely not going to be playing in this game, so we're going to be getting a little Andy Dalton red rifle. Red rifle. Yep. Headed to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, who are 1-1 now. Seattle is favored by minus 6.5.
1: Justin, you going with the 12th, man? Taking it. Taking the 12th, man. Seattle at home. Is this Seattle's first home game? I believe so uh you no, Rams, they started out. Oh, Rams one. was the first home game? Yeah? Okay, so they need to rewrite some wrongs after that week yeah. one loss. So I'm going to take Seattle and the points.
0: I'm going to go with Seattle, and I am uh, I think that they're going to do their – yeah, they're going to take care of business again. They're going to cover that six-and-a-half spread, Seattle Seahawks. Like you said, losing – and they lost bad at home to the Los Angeles Rams, 30-13. to 13. Um, they need to give that 12th man something to cheer about uh, this Sunday at 4.05 Eastern time. And I think the Seahawks are going to take care of business and get the job done against Andy Dalton. It's going to be a uh, not a very warm welcoming for Andy Dalton back into the starting role. Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys 2-0 taking on the Arizona Colonels in Arizona. Dallas is favored by minus 12 and a half. Justin, no Trayvon Diggs. Is that – has Arizona got a chance now?
1: <laughs> oh, you're hilarious. No, absolutely not. Uh, listen, I, you know, and, and I say that, and I don't even want to disrespect Josh Dobbs because he played a pretty good game last week against the Giants. He played a solid game even in week one. And going back to last year, his little stint with Tennessee, played some solid football. He's not a bad quarterback at all. I just don't believe that Arizona has the front to be able to deal with this Cowboys team. I think Cowboys win by A billion. A billion ability Billy, a
0: billy, a billy, Yeah, I think the Dallas Cowboys are gonna um put another beating on a uh lower lower tier team here in the Arizona cut. Not much to say. The Dallas Cowboys are gonna take care of business. Um, I just it really when I saw that report just Trayvon Diggs being with the torn ACL, it just literally killed my whole mood. It was the same feeling I had with the Nick Chubb. It just absolutely devastated me. And it's like I, it reminds you that sport injuries is one of the worst things in sports. It really is. Yeah.
1: Listen, it happened the day after his birthday too, so that, that makes things. Even and hard. he was
0: apparently supposed to go to a Beyonce concert uh, yeah, today. He was gonna have a suite. He had a suits uh, all lined up for him, and now he cannot go. Uh, sucks for Trayvon. Uh, wishing him a, a speedy recovery and the best. Uh, he's one of
1: the best in the game. Next now, up, we get got that knee wrapped up. You just you gotta still make it to the Beyonce concert, man. Right? He, he can't be doing it, Justin. He can't be doing. It. He gotta
0: rest. Gotta rest. Gotta rest. Next up. <laughs> Yeah, but then again, it's Beyonce, and you kind of just got to listen It's Beyonce. It's Beyonce. It's Beyonce.
1: That's what I'm Queen
0: saying. Queen Bee. Oh, you, you, if you're a
1: part of the <laughs> Beehive, you got to make it. Yeah,
0: What are we doing here? Can we get those tickets? Can we go? I'll go to Beyonce. That's what I'm Beyonce, saying,
1: right? man. I swear, I'll buy the flight. No, you won't. You ain't going to afford no Dallas flight. Um, Why not? Next up. I just got called broke uh, on a live stream by, by my friend Brandon. We're
0: both broke. It's all right. We're both broke boys. <laughs> We're living in the same broke boy. <laughs> um, next up, Justin, we got the Chicago Bears headed to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by twelve and a half.
1: Hey, man, with all the stuff going on in, in, in Chicago right now, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Chicago comes out strong. I think they cover that spread, um, but I'm going to take Kansas City. Yeah, I
0: don't think it's a, it's a question. I, I, can the Bears have a good game? Yeah, but I, I, I don't – it it doesn't really mean anything to me. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to take care of this to get the job done. Uh, Travis Kelsey looks like he's 100% healthy here. Justin, you went through that freaking drink fast, man. Jesus Christ. Um, you, you think Kansas so? Gonna- I, thought, I, thought, I thought I was sipping on this thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. But it's it's yeah, eight thirty-five. Well, I'm drinking yeah, Star So did, realistically, I gotta it. finish this. No, you did. You did. You, you did take your time. That's just me, you know, being shot a little bit. All right. Next up, we got Sunday night football. Justin, the Pittsburgh Steelers are headed to Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are
1: favored by minus two and a half. We got. No, give me, give me Pittsburgh. Uh, one thing I'll tell you. I don't know what to expect out of Najee Harris. I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for this guy to explode. Uh, Mm -hmm. This guy does not look like the running back that he was in his rookie year. He got off to a slow start last year, too, before he started to pick it up. Uh, But you can't keep getting off to these slow starts, man. You got to actually, you know, break through those, the holes that the offensive line creates for you and just go. His reads seem a little off. uh, So I don't know how to feel about Najee, but I feel like uh, George Pickens really showed out last week. I think we're about to see George Pickett start to show out a little more and more every week now. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, going
0: up against that Raiders defense, he, he's primed and ready to 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 show out. Uh, um, it's just you know when you got the people in the stands literally chanting fire, Matt Canada, it's not a good look, and and I think that that's probably going to be have to be dealt with soon. Um, listen, a lot of people aren't a believer in Kenny Pickett, but. I think
1: everybody can agree that Matt Canada is not helping this kid out, really. Um, but, so. but you know what? I don't even believe Matt Canada called a bad game last week. I, I think uh, maybe there might be more questions on the Kenny Pickett side of things. I mean, you could overcome some of, the, some of the the faults of an OC, especially when you have the talent that Pittsburgh does have on the outside. They get receivers in. So, realistically, it's Kenny Pickett, his decision-making at some points is, is a real head-scratcher. So I will be honest with you I think if you know I use Mac Jones as another comp as a as a comp because of his IQ but if you put him in Pittsburgh week 1 you probably have a much better game than what you did with Kenny Pickett cuz he just mm. did not look right. So uh yeah I I'm, I'm, but I'm taking Pittsburgh this game like I said if that connection between Pickett and Pickens gets going if Najee Harris can find it TJ Watt is a game wrecker all by himself give me I, I'm still taking Pittsburgh even with the Fultz.
0: Yeah, I think I think Pittsburgh is going to get the job done. Um, I I don't believe in that Raiders defense. Uh, Chandler Jones is still not back, and he's probably not going to be back. Um, yeah, and Pittsburgh's, okay, defense right. Pittsburgh defa- yeah, uh, Pittsburgh's defense is real. Pittsburgh defense, yeah, I do too. Pittsburgh's defense is real. Mickey Fitzpatrick, he's he's probably not going to play. He suffered a, a, a an injury, I believe, to his chest, if I'm not mistaken. So for me, I, I'll go Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, better coach gonna have his team ready to go for sunday night football um mm-hmm. and yeah I, I just think i believe in the Steelers more than i believe in the las vegas raiders all right next up we move to monday night two games again i believe it's the last time we got the philadelphia eagles headed to tampa bay two two and oh teams to take on the buccaneers philly is favored by five points justin who we got <sighs>
1: I wonder if you're, you know, I'm very curious on what you're going to pick for this. So I'm just going to be quick of mine. I'm taking Philadelphia. I think they keep rolling. I think Jalen Hurts finds it a little bit. Is he, now, is he, are you really I, doing this?
0: Am I super confident in this pick? Not really. Okay. But I'm going to go with it because I do believe Philly has played pretty close game. I don't feel it. they have played two very close games and two games that they could have lost easily. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have played very good football. It's in Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield is wheeling and dealing. That defense is legit. I'm rolling with Tampa Bay. Like I said, I'm not super confident in it, Justin. I'm not going to bang the, the drum and, and, and hit the you know hammer on the head right here. But I'm rolling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it's not going to be in my parlay, I tell you that much. But I, I'm rolling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield to get the job done, starting off 3-0. and oh.
1: That's, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But, listen, I, it could be a good game. If if Baker's on it fast, if Tampa Bay can get off to a good start, you just never know.
0: Yeah, you never know. I, and Listen, that defense is legit. If the defense shows up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be a, a tough night for Jalen Hurts. Next up, we got the Rams. Last game of the slate, the Los Angeles Rams headed to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is most likely not going to play if, if uh, my thoughts were in it. Cincinnati's favored by minus three. That's probably because they think Joe Burrow's
1: going to play. Who you got, Justin? You know, it, it's so weird watching this Rams, Rams team play. They played two very good games to start the year. Uh, really took San Francisco to the brink. Uh, not not too many people really expected that. Uh, they got a, a new version. Of, people like to call them Kapuka, Kapuka Cup. So uh, this guy was targeted 20 20 times last game, reeled in 15 for 147. I'm going to say, yo, L.A. is going to go into Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going 0-3. I think so, too. Um, I think even –
0: oh, Jesus. I think even if um, Joe Burrow plays, I believe the Los Angeles Rams are going to win this game. They're playing very, very good football, even with all the rookies they got. Like you said – Matthew Stafford, I, I really hope he gets his credit now and his due for being an elite quarterback and being a top five quarterback in this league. It's not crazy now to say what he what he has done with this team. He's making guys by the name of Puka and Tutu Atwell into household names. He's making them look like all pro receivers. OK, along with Sean McVay and his offensive genius. But Matthew Stafford's the one going out there and cooking the food. It's, it's outstanding to see this guy come back after he was written off and people said injuries, he's done, the arm is a noodle, it's not going to be back to what it once was. He's absolutely balling right now. He had one boneheaded play where he threw the pick. The other pick wasn't his fault. It was bobbled out of the uh, the receiver's hands and, and it was uh, uh, picked off. But, listen, super close, super close to beating the San Francisco 49ers with this team. Who would have thought this team, this Los Angeles Rams team, would have only lost by seven points? I know yeah. a late late field goal and they kicked it. Point differential. Got to do what you got to do. Mad dog was not happy about that. Justin on first take. Apparently he bet a <laughs> lot of money on the plus on the on the minus seven and a half. And Sean McVay kicks a field goal down ten points, a three <laughs> seconds left in the game, <laughs> and ruins it for him. <laughs> but you can't do it anyway, man. You got to do what you got to do. Point differential. Sean McVay smart guy. Point differential. End of the season. We got you know. Same record, got to be on, got to be on top of it, Justin. Got to mm-hmm. be on top of it. Right now, I'm looking at it, Justin. I haven't been really watching it right now, but three-three right now, close game. Almost Giants moved ahead. the football noticed, well so. on
1: their first drive. Daniel Draft was making some good moves. Uh, he missed one where Darren Waller was almost open up the seam. He just if he just was waited a split second, he probably would have had him deep for a touchdown or for a big big play. Um, but I don't know, you know. Brock Purdy threw a dime to to George Kittle just recently. Um, but, yeah, looks like uh, some yeah. good football to start this one. But, Justin, I have to switch
0: gears to the uh, the NBA real quick. News dropped a little earlier today. Brian Windhorst is reporting that apparently Donovan Mitchell will not be resigning with the Cleveland Cavaliers at season end this year. So that got speculation a-going. Is Donovan Mitchell New York Knicks?
1: Bound. Yep, lock it in, baby. Lock it in. Uh, listen, this is the most confident I've ever felt about a superstar wanting to be somewhere. Uh, it, the writing was on the wall a long time ago. He, people have said he wanted to be a Nick. Uh, he thought he was going to the Knicks upon the trade when he heard he was trading, He thought it was New York. It was Cleveland. Um, he, if he's not going to resign and he and he's going to test free agency. I think all signs point to him coming to new york and uh i think that puts us in a good spot because if that's the case in new york can stand pat don't make any foolish trades um don't go jump the gun play with what you have this year realistically we don't have a bad contract on our roster right now i mean you want to talk about evan Fortier, but that's running out so there's really not a bad contract here um save it see what happens in the off season you bring in donovan mitchell to play with jb you bring him in to play with Randall and RJ, you don't lose anything. You're just gaining. And I think that'll be a, a, a great, great piece for the New York Knicks. I think he wants to be here, somebody that's electric to, to really blow the doors out of uh, Madison Square Garden. I think it's, it's something that I'm, I'm super pumped for. And realistically, you know, the Knicks played great basketball last year. Some people didn't expect them to make the moves that they did. And, you know, if not for Boston finally winning, those three games to push it to a game seven, uh, I'd say the Knicks probably played Miami almost the best in the postseason. It was competitive throughout the whole way through. It really, uh, you shake your head, but I mean it's the truth. We play outside of the NBA finals. Justin, Justin, is that is, if that's crazy? Jimmy Butler doesn't. No, 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 no no no, 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 no. Okay, but you're saying if, but I'm saying the fact the Knicks played Miami hard.
0: No, they did. Okay, they played them hard. They didn't play them the toughest in the in the, in
1: the playoffs. But no, that's my. I said one of the toughest. I I know well, Boston ended up playing three games.
0: games. Justin,
1: you guys they ran through Milwaukee, and then when they played us, we yo realistically,
0: no, if so realistically we make Justin, a couple shots. No, no, see, if, no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to make this if, a. If, no,
1: no, no. I don't want to make this a, a okay. thing where I'm like focusing too much on, on on the ifs. But the realistic point is, the Knicks played hard. The game one was competitive. Game two was competitive. Game three, we got rocked. Game four, I believe, we got rocked. Sorry, um, game five, we got a W, am I you right? Won. And then game yeah, six. Yeah, game
0: five, you won. Yeah. And but, then but game again. six
1: was a close one that we almost probably should have won. So, um, no, but that's my point. We almost took you guys to seven, and you guys almost swept Boston. <sighs> So I think the Knicks played a lot better than what people expected. I think some people have the Knicks as a NBA Finals team. I don't have them going that far. But uh, that That one guy, I think,
0: stop bringing that guy up.
1: Well, even today, Zach Lowe was talking about the Knicks, and he said, "Is he doesn't believe that it's that crazy to possibly see the New York Knicks playing in a conference finals this year?" And and to be honest with you, as a, a, I'm being real here. I'm not saying this as a the Lulu. The Knicks fan. I mean it. Philadelphia is is in shambles right now. We don't know what's going on up there. Milwaukee has a lot of questions. Who's who's going to be playing behind Giannis? Do you believe okay. in that core anymore? And then Miami. I'm afraid of Miami. I always have all the respect in the world for them. Boston is relying on an injury prone core. And now you got Chris Porzingis. A, a Justin, lot of questions to be seen. No, a lot Justin, of questions that need to be okay, answered. Okay,
0: okay, I gotta, I gotta stop you. Okay, you.
1: And the one team that
0: is relatively
1: no. the same and made an improvement this this season, this off season, is the Knicks. Oh
0: my God. Okay. This no. Jesus Christ. No. Okay. Even oh, with the question, mark, even with the question marks for the Milwaukee Bucks, Justin, they still have Giannis freaking Antetokounmpo. Okay, one of the best Absolutely. players in the NBA. You still got Middleton and Holiday, and that's going to be a good core, and you're and they're going to be a top team in the East. All right, Boston is no Boston is going to be there. They're a top two team in the East. All right, Kristaps Porzingis makes them better. You've got Philly, yeah, whatever they've got question marks. They're still a better team than you, regardless of those question marks, Justin. And then Miami Heat, like you said, this is your Knicks fandom coming in. You're trying to stay objective, but you're not really seeing the whole whole picture of it. You would have gotten swept if Jimmy doesn't go down in, in game two. That's a fact. Okay. Because you lose that game in game two and then you, you lose both games in Miami. That's a sweep right there. That's a sweep. So I I, I don't see it. Listen, this was supposed to be about the – goddamn damn it, Justin. This was supposed Let's to be so about Let's talk you, about Donovan Justin, Mitchell. Was, Stop okay, it. We were talking about, but you freaking started this, and you brought it up for no reason. You started going, well, well we should be – we could be in the freaking conference final. We could be in the NBA finals. We stayed relatively the same. I didn't this say was, NBA was, finals. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, guys there that aren't going to be the guys later. But now if you bring in Donovan Mitchell, I think you're going to have to probably get rid of – uh R.J. Barrett, if if, um, if I were you, I would get rid of R.J. Barrett to bring in Donovan Mitchell. Um, You can just get a couple more pieces that, that are going to uh, help out more than R.J. Barrett. Oh, more shooters, in my opinion. You can get more shooters, 3 and D guys. Donovan Mitchell comes in. He instantly makes you, obviously, a better team. It, you're probably going to go from – you're going to j- jump Cleveland, obviously. They're going to take a step back. You're going to probably jump uh, Philadelphia. So you're going to be right there as the fourth seed. We'll see where Milwaukee ends up, but you're not going to be better than Boston or Miami, right there. So, listen, I do believe Donovan Mitchell is, is New York Nick bound, but let's wait until that happens, and let's not, you know, let's pump the brakes on your, you know, them being a, a competitive team in the Eastern Conference this year because that's not going to happen, Justin. I'm sorry, it's
1: just not going to happen. Okay, I can't, I can't wait till the Knicks prove you wrong. And, and you know what? Uh, realistically, because I know you keep saying that it's my Knicks fandom coming in here, yeah. but. The truth of the matter is, and yeah, I know it's an if, and I know we hate talking ifs, but I'm going to use it regardless. I think if Julius Randle can play up to his regular season numbers in the postseason, I think the Knicks do get get through. I think the Knicks can make another step. But it really does come down to Julius Randle making that that necessary push because if you have this continuous you know, playoff flop out of him that we've done the last two postseason runs we, we've had, then the same shit is just going to continue to happen. We're going to have more questions about Julius Randle, but yeah. uh, if if he can play up to his regular season numbers come the postseason time, and I know I'm asking for a lot, I think uh, the Knicks can really make a run. And I and I don't say that as a uh, just a Knicks fan. I say this as a as a person that likes watching some basketball. Julius Randle is underpaid. Compared to so many people in the NBA, if you start looking at some of the go- the contracts out there, the Knicks, like I said, the Knicks don't have a bad contract in the world right now, aside from Evan Fournier. For what he does in the regular season, uh, he just needs to prove it in in, uh, in April and May. Because if you do that, I guarantee you, the Knicks probably come away with that game in Game 6. They might, may, might win Game 1 with a good Julius Randle. So, But it's just, like I said, it's a matter if Julius Randle can bring that into the postseason. Because if he does, with Jalen Brunson playing at his best, the Knicks yeah. are a scary team. Yeah. and For the uh, first was... time in my life, I'm able to say yeah, that. Okay.
0: Well, let's just wait until Donovan. It's really, Mitch. since 2013-ish, okay? 2013-ish. And I do believe Donovan Mitchell is going to be coming. So, yeah, hope for that. You can buy a Donovan Mitchell jersey when he comes to New York, Justin. All right, let's wrap nah, up need, this I episode. <laughs> nah, Donovan Mitchell, come on. to be the best player on the team when he comes home. All right, let's wrap up this show with a little bit of a fun topic, Justin. A little bit of a movie draft.
1: I'm Five not rounds. For this, just so you know. Snake
0: style. I'm not that prepared either, but we're gonna go in it. We both like movies. We're gonna be drafting our favorite comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. So I should probably actually have uh, got a coin to flip, Justin. I am not prepared for this. Whatsoever. I have, a, I, have a, I have a quarter over here. Hold on. I gotta put my goddamn shoes. On. Hurting I forgot to, I forgot to uh, prepare myself for that with the shoes and the hurting there. Okay, I'll let you call it, Justin. Say heads or tails.
1: Okay, heads.
0: It is heads, so you get the first pick. Of the draft, Justin, who are we going with?
1: Hmm. One of the funniest comedies that – okay, so my favorite that has lasted me a long time that I could watch consistently over and over again is Step Brothers. I could watch that over and over again and always laugh, so I'm going to steal Step Brothers from you because I know that would be on your list.
0: Justin, that's literally my favorite comedy movie of all time. It's the greatest (laughs) comedy movie of all time. I I could turn that on and literally laugh my ass off and possibly almost be on the brink of death because of how funny that movie is. Literally Mm. every line you just, and for me now, I've seen it so many times, I anticipate every line, so I'm laughing before the Mm. joke is even made because I know what's about to happen. You stole that from me. I'm very upset about that. I thought you were going to go a little bit wild on me there, but I will take my second favorite comedy movie of all time. Another Will Ferrell. Great, the other guys. Give me the other guys.
1: You know what's another I mean, one? The Land of the Lost.
0: All right. Well, let's let's listen. Listen.
1: It's not on my, it's my list, list. It's but not just I just. Your turn.
0: But I'm just saying. You know, Land of Lost is a very good movie. Love that movie. I forget the guy's name. Um, um, the hairy motherfucker, Justin. Um, Apaka, Apiki, whatever the hell his name is. Um, I love that when when they when they have the scene Justin and they go to the vibrating thing and they put their hands on. If you believe in love, <laughs> he's like, dude, it's like vibrating. and then Will Ferrell's like, dude, come on, we're childish here. He's just like, oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, you took several of those from me. That kind of threw a wrench in my plan. All right, I'm gonna take an underrated movie, but one that during I think has the. Well, I do believe Step Brothers is the funniest movie of all time, Justin. This movie has what I believe the funniest comedy scene of all time. It literally had me on the floor of the movie theater dying when I first saw this. Give me This Is The End.
1: This Is The End? Okay, so that, that's a, okay. It's a funny movie to me. It's
0: not just... okay, just It's great. And the scene I'm referring to is the scene of Danny McBride and James Franco going out at, about J- Danny McBride ejaculating on his magazine, and James <laughs> Franco getting <laughs> upset about that. And it is literally one of the greatest things you will ever see if
1: you watch that clip. It's just
0: goddamn hilarious, Justin. Mm-hmm. Come, on, come on,
1: so so for me, my my movies I feel like are so much more different than yours because I, I have a different style of humor. So that's if we why laugh I wish you laugh at the Will Ferrell thing. So, but but that's that's one of my iconic ones that i grew up watching like i could recite boats and hoes that should be my ringtone but i work with kids so i can't do that um i'm not gonna <laughs> call him
0: dad even if there's a fire
1: so honestly so my next one is probably one way out of left field but i actually very much enjoy movies like this because me and my girlfriend really could sit down and just bust out laughing about it uh, it's, it's a broad one so i'm just gonna say any one of these movies that are in this branch, but I'm gonna say any of the Medea movies, anything Medea, Tyler Perry. Medea always makes me laugh. The voice, the jokes, everything about it to me is hysterical. Uh, whether it be Medea goes to jail, family reunion, her Halloween thing, I love Medea.
0: Medea, all right. You snake style, your pick again. You, do you
1: watch Medea? Have you seen Medea?
0: I, I that, that's where he dresses up as the big woman, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in, in a very long time, though.
1: Okay. Yeah, Medea's hilarious to me, man. I, I could watch that frequently. Okay, so I, frequently. I'm up again. So frequently. Ugh. Jeez. Uh-oh, Debo's... Is he taking it to the house? No, he's not. Okay. Damn, so I got. I need another one. What's another iconic funny movie to me?
0: I'm not kidding. Hmm. I got to pick ready and go. And you swear to God, if you take it, it's legendary. Just think of legendary comedy movies, Justin. What are you doing,
1: man? Yeah, bro, but that's the thing. I didn't prepare for this. I'm I didn't. I'm not thinking of all these movies. that, Like, if you were I telling me shows, now. like.
0: Think of actors.
1: <laughs> and then think of their movies. Mm. I love movies like Meet the Fockers, stuff like that. Those are iconic to me. Okay. Hmm.
0: Meet the parents. Meet the Fockers. Gaylord Focker. Bro,
1: I, I really don't know. This is tough. I'm probably better off just doing a top three than a top five.
0: You haven't even got your third one yet, Justin.
1: I haven't even got it. Th- <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> At least I can probably come up with something for three. Like I'm not going to say Anchorman. I actually tried watching it the other night, and I fell asleep. So oh, you suck I, for money. No, no, it you was it was late. Money. I'm an old man. Bro, this is my bedtime, man. I'm, I'm showered so the, up. why don't you just I'm take, take acre man, man? Because I didn't watch it.
0: I fell asleep. That was the first time you were going to watch
1: it? Yeah, I knocked the hell out. There's two of them, by the way, if you didn't know that. Yeah, I do know. They have them both oh, on man. Netflix now. See, oh, if this was TV shows, this is easier for me. But oh. because it's movies... I love action movies, so I don't watch too many comedies. Pick a friggin' action um, comedy. Okay, here's one that I think is hilarious. Game Night.
0: Okay, I've seen that before. I've seen Ga- that before.
1: Game Night is hilarious.
0: Okay. Justin finally takes his goddamn time and comes up with a movie. Game Night is funny. I like it. Jason Bateman, uh, Rachel McAdams, I believe, is in it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it it's a very funny movie. It, it goes but there's a the one guy when, when they're...
1: Like the one with the name, the, the part with the neighbor when they're walking away, and he's like, with The uh, Fritos, the Tostitos scoop, the Tostitos, He's <laughs>
0: Tostitos. <laughs> four, three for four, or something. Three for four, he's like, it doesn't seem very, you know, how are they making money on that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he just got the dog in his hand, right? <laughs> All right, I'll save you, Justin. Here, um, my third pick is going to be the hangover. I mean, how can you? Oh, man. So the, hangover, that. the hangover is a legendary comedy movie i can't even um say uh the the funniest line in that movie the iconic line in that movie because we will most likely get canceled if i do say it so i'm not going to say it but i think everybody knows what i'm referring to it's when Stu is in his house waiting for the guys to show up they pull up in the car and they then say it to him um <laughs> and next up I can't believe you didn't think of this guy either, but I'm gonna take it. My favorite Adam Sandler movie, Give Me Big Daddy.
1: Hmm, that's a good one. That is a good one. Love I love that.
0: I wipe my own ass, Justin. <laughs> All
1: right, so let's see what I I got. got yep.
0: Kangaroo song. Oh, how, how could I forget Kanga this one? Woosal. All
1: right, my number four, Superbad. Hey, I love you Superbad. You that's a classic. My, my boy Mick. My, my boy Mick Yeah, McLovin. McLovin. All right, that's my (laughs) guy. So so I got one more. chicka, what? Yep. All right. Chicka, what? Now, this is tough, okay? I need one
0: more. Do you know apparently he got on uh, Jonah Hill's uh, nerves? During, like, the uh, script because he would, like, cut him off. Um, He would basically out-comedy him, hit him with comedic timing and just basically cut Jonah Hill off every time, and and Jonah just kind of got mad about it, but with... It made it a lot more funnier to Michael Cera and everybody. So,
1: oh shit, I do not know that. Yeah, all right, all right. They're cool, not like a hatred. Okay, word, just you know. My last one, grown ups. You really can't go wrong with grown ups. I, I think grown ups mm-hmm. one was hilarious. I love when uh, Rob Schneider's daughters come out and they're all like, <laughs> "What? What the hell is this?" But that that movie was classic, bro. I could watch grown ups one or two and always laugh. It was that guy who, who, who was hurt and he was in the cast the whole time watching the basketball game. <laughs> Just... <laughs> that was a funny movie. That's a classic. Wrong sport, too. buddy. Wrong sport. Wrong sport.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, boy. I do like Grown Ups. It's not one of his very favorable comedies, but um, I do love Grown Ups.
1: Um... It's a good family one too, though. So it's a it's pretty good. It cool. Very
0: good. You can watch it. I mean, it's got comedy icons too: David Spade, Kevin Smith, Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, obviously. Salma Hayek. I mean, dear Lord Almighty. Um, <laughs> let's see what my fifth pick is going to be. Justin, we rounded off with Anchorman because you do not want to take it. So I'll take it. I'm going to watch it. I, I, I got to watch it. You have to watch it because it literally just has, you know, another iconic lineup. I mean, um, it's Steve Carell. <sighs> I'm blanking on the other guys' names. Um, uh, uh, John Cr- uh, something, whatever. The f- listen, Paul Rudd. There you go. Paul Rudd. Um, Will Ferrell. That movie's incredible. Justin. I can't believe you haven't seen it. It came out in o- L- o- Listen,
1: o- listen. The reason why, why I, I want to see it. it. So the reason I need to see it is because there's one scene that I've seen on Twitter constantly where they're singing so, is a I'm a, oh,
0: baby na 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 afternoon na Sky to Rocket tonight. <Echoing> Boo, woo, Afternoon, afternoon delight. And, delight. <laughs> they just go off, and then they just continue. I just you gotta watch it, dude. It's fucking hilarious uh, together, Brick killed delight. a guy. Brick killed a guy. My <laughs> cousin, he's you
1: know a him. he's a big anchor man fan, and he knows that I'm into the gym. So every time that I'm like I mention anything about working out, the first thing he says is Tuesday's arms and back. Just Tuesdays, because of how much because he loves it.
0: It, it listen. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love the first and second one. It's great. Steve Carell absolutely kills it as Brick. Loud noises. <laughs> um, once you hear it, you're gonna understand a lot of these quotes. I uh, uh, I love Lamp. It's great. I don't. I just don't understand how you haven't seen it. You gotta. What do you, you just? What, you live under a rock, Justin?
1: That's live name under a rock.
0: Movies. You did name. It. I mean, the game night was a little bit of a. I think gonna get, hey, we're gonna put this. Forty uh, nine. We're gonna put this oh, on. We're gonna put this on the on the clips, uh, the clips and stuff, and we're gonna have people react to it and uh, tell us their thoughts on Justin's list. I think mine pretty much kicked your ass, but I mean, I feel right. like I'm we'll gonna have... lose a
1: lot of people with the Medea thing. I don't think anybody's as big of a fan as Medea. I mean, you I might think. get some people Cause... that like Medea. There's some Tyler Perry guys out there. Well yeah, uh, I don't think I, more so assholes all over. <laughs> TikTok just gonna criticize it so be like, Who's this uncultured person? I mean, you did get
0: the number one overall pick at Step Other, so you did save yourself there, so that's okay, good. true. Um, but there's so, there's so
1: many good comedies out there though, like, so it, well, I mean, it's kind of yeah. tough to, to go out there and say, like, I love Kevin Hart movies too. Kevin Hart For always sure. makes that's me good.
0: laugh. I mean, uh, it's it just, um The nine, I mean, Adam Sandler, ton of movies for Adam Sandler. Jim Carrey, we didn't pick any Jim Carrey's. Will Ferrell still got a big catalog to go with. Mm -hmm. Paul Rudd, 40 year old virgin, didn't even pick 40 year old virgin. Yeah, I was Um, thinking
1: about that. I thought about it at the end.
0: There's so so many good ones out there that you got. I mean, Daddy's Home, I'm still a fan of. Uh, So many. Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. Now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I mean, there's so many very good movies out there. Highly great comedy movies. Not so much nowadays. Not so much nowadays. Times have changed. Comedy's not the same, but
1: mm.
0: No Hard Feelings was good. No Hard Feelings was good with Jennifer Lawrence. I did like I that. I have not see that one. It came out in June. It's on digital now, so you can check oh, it out. Uh-huh. It's good. Strays was disappointing. The will Wilfere on Jamie Foxx's dogs. Yeah, I thought it was going to be. I was so hyped for it. And honestly, all the great funny moments are in the trailer. So I kind of mm. saw, saw everything I needed to see. And I was like, damn, this kind of sucks.
1: I should have put Zootopia oh. in mine.
0: I watched Zootopia. Solid. Solid. Hilarious. Solid. solid. Oh that's my god, I'm good. an idiot, Justin. I just thought of one of my favorite comedy movies. I didn't draft. What? Horrible bosses. Oh, that, Horrible bosses. Horrible right, bosses. Oh my god, when Charlie Day's on cocaine, it's absolutely hilarious. It's See,
1: absolutely next thing hilarious. we gotta do is, is shows. Forget those movies. Next one we have to do shows. What the TV shows next? TV I got, next. I got. See, at that, I, I won't. Justin's talking.
0: like, I'm dominating in TV shows. Next, next I'm episode, dominating. Justin's like, I don't, I don't know which ones to pick, guys. i uh, 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 uh. FCC Airways. Justin, what are we doing? Come on. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. It was, on it you, was, on was just my, my. To well, we're on something. YouTube. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, Justin. So what are we? You've been paying attention more to me about this Thursday night football. So before we wrap it up, just give us your overall thoughts on what you've seen so far on uh, Thursday night. You no,
1: know, uh, Giants are about to get the ball here. Nick Bosa is just wreaking havoc, almost drove a safety on the Giants here. Uh, 49ers just got on the board. Just Brad Purdy just threw a touchdown to the left side of the end zone. 10-3 49ers. Giants keeping it close. Defense seems to be playing tough. Uh, face mask drew them the 49ers closer to the end zone. Big, bad, bad penalties. Um just Giants got to stay out of their own way. Got to make plays here. Can't be pinned at the 10-yard uh, line in their own territory. That's just a recipe for disaster. Especially Which against that happened. defense. Yeah, so you can't do that. But I think uh, the Giants are still playing good football. But I think by this point in the game, most people expected this game to be already like 14 nothing. It's 10-3. Be it's still a one-position game.
0: Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I think Thursday night, football, Thursday night games are uh, days where teams like the Giants can – Kind of get one over, maybe they won't win, but get mm-hmm. one over on teams like the Niners because it's a short week, have less time to prepare, yeah. and it's kind of just like go out there and play football. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I think this is it's primed for the Giants to, to cover the spread. I don't think they're gonna win, but um, it's prime for them to cover the spread. Listen, the 49ers, are, hey, man, uh, hey man, but listen,
1: you never know. Re- realistically, I, I for me, what I feel like is a key for the Giants in this game one, I need to see a heavy dose of Darren Waller, I need to see that. Feed that monster because the guy can absolutely eat. He's a he's a mm-hmm. miss uh, he's a matchup nightmare. So I mean, Fred Warner can can guard practically any tight end. He's he's lightning quick. But also, the return of Wandale Robinson is something that I was anticipating. He caught a reception earlier. Uh, so feed those young guys, man. Feed Darren Waller. Yeah. Feed Wandale Robinson, and see where it gets you. Because I think uh, those are two guys that if they can catch their stride, will make massive a massive impact for the Giants' offense. So we'll see what happens. Are you by chance watching the Prime Vision uh one
0: or just the regular broadcast?
1: Uh, regular broadcast. Okay. There's
0: this new thing they call I, Prime, I've never Vision, heard of Prime with, Vision. Yeah, it's brand new, next gen stats, and it um, it really? like shows up things for you. I guess it's it's a uh, it's it's free with it. You just got to click out of it and choose it. Um, no it's interesting. It's interesting to see.
1: Um, I'll give it a look. I mean, I'm a big yeah. fan of uh, Kirk Herbstreet, too, so I, I'll stick around for the regular Prime one.
0: Well, no, it, the, the same, 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 same uh, commentators. It just oh, you still shows, hear that?
1: Like, it's just what shows the stats. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it shows shows little things up here. Uh, you know, yeah, certain stats like how the degree of difficulty for the pass, who's open, who's not open, stuff like that. It's it's
1: interesting. It's interesting. That was a bad play by Daniel Jones. You got to get rid of that ball sooner. You had no play there. Just get rid of it. I mean he he did get I did lucky, see a lot so of that. I did see it. a
0: lot of yeah, I did see a lot of that in their last game against the Cardinals where he, he likes to hold on to the ball a little bit too much and then uh, not get
1: the ball away. Yeah, just just to stop trying to force it. I think he's just trying to do too much, be a little bit of Superman. And at that point, bro, throw the football because he got lucky, he was even able to get his hands on I'm, I'm out watching it right now. That. Yeah, I'm
0: just watching the replay. He literally just tossed it. Well yeah, as he, getting tackled. It's just not lucky. smart. Yeah. No. no like no. I said, a lot of players. No, like a lot I said, of doing too much. A lot of quarterbacks get away with a lot of stuff in today's NFL. They wouldn't get away with uh, years ago because of the rules. But uh, we have done a very long episode for you guys here. It's getting late for us. So we're going to sign off. Thank you all for joining us for episode 128 of the Wise Guys podcast. Uh, Talking week two, talking week three. Our predictions are in. Fantasy football is coming in. We're doing good. Locked and loaded. Hi, I've been Brandon Capposiello. That was Justin Ray. If you like this video, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe, share the content, everything. Y'all know what to do. Follow us on Twitter. All the good stuff. Links are in the description. And
1: Justin, send us off. Good night, guys. Stay classy. Ladies, is gay is...